have a simple thought to share with us tonight and we'll pray. Let's open to Ephesians chapter 5. Uh, that's where I want to pick a simple scripture from tonight. Yeah, let's read verse uh, verse 25. Today I'm not going to start to read from verse 22. That's not where we want to go tonight. Say husbands, do what? What does it say to husbands? Say he's speaking, if you're a man, say he's speaking to me. Even if you are not yet a husband, don't worry. I say you don't plan to be one. Amen. Say, husbands, do what? Love your wife. And then he's, he, the next verse is the, a very important scripture. It says what? Just as what? Christ also what? Loved the church. And what did he do to, to prove that? He did what? See, if you want to love your wife, just do what Christ did. I didn't mean go and hug transformers to die, literally. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, just as Christ also did what? Loved the church. And what did he do? He gave himself. Now, he didn't just die, you know. Jesus didn't have a Matthias syndrome. Matthias syndrome wasn't worrying Jesus. There was an intent for that death, right? And what does that intend? You see, that he might what? Say it with me now. That he might what? That he might what? Sanctify and do what? Cleanse her with the what? Washing of the water by the word. Fantastic. What does verse 27 say? To a not having or wrinkle or any such thing but that she should be what and without blemish very very important scripture sometimes i ask myself why god hide these kinds of truth you know see where god came to hide this scripture and every time we've approached this scripture we've always approached it most of the time from the perspective of marriage counseling like i said in a husband, but we didn't say that God was simply telling us the purpose of Christ's coming. He was using one stone to kill two birds, if I can say it like that. He was saying, Yes, love the church, but he was also using the opportunity to tell you what the ministry of Christ is. What is the commitment of Christ as the husband 
to his bride that there is only there is one intent in the heart of Christ as the husband what is that intent to sanctify his bride to do what to sanctify the bride and to also do what cleanse so when when we ask that you know on Sunday we started the series on how God sees the church right how many of us remember that message that when God looks at the church what is in his heart what is that thing that is topmost in God's heart concerning his church permit me to say that God's most important concern is not for the church to be rich and I don't mean that God doesn't will the church to be rich do you get what I'm trying to say it doesn't mean God doesn't want the church to be God, the church will be prosperous. You and I will prosper. Scripture, many scripture that speaks to our prosperity, and I mean physical prosperity, financial prosperity, and all the and all other types of prosperity. But when you look at what is the topmost in the heart of God, that's not what He's thinking about concerning the church. That's not topmost in His heart. Amen. So you can have a church. In fact, there was a church in Revelations, I think three that scripture says had a reputation of being rich. How many of us remember that church? Can you look for that scripture for me? The Bible says he has a reputation for being rich. He says to itself that he's well adorned, beautiful clothing. But when God brought judgment, it was the complete opposite of what he thought he had. And God said, but you don't know that you are blind, you are poor, you are miserable, you are naked. As God was just counting, as God was giving him double barrel gun. <laughs> Amen. He said, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in fire. He, he started talking to that church about another kind of riches that the church was completely unaware of. He said, go back to two verses before. He said, because you say, I am what? And I've what? I've become wealthy. It's not just that he's rich. They didn't just say that they are rich. They said, I have what? I've become wealthy. Now, they didn't stop there. They said, and have need of nothing. This church believed they are in Lajis. This church believes that they are in, they have excess. He said they have need of what? They feel they have accomplished everything. They have arrived. They have ticked all their goals, whatever those goals are. That is their honest opinion about themselves, this particular church. But what was God saying? And God said, But you do not know that you are what? Wretched, miserable, poor blind and naked ah that one is no longer double barrel <laughs> the complete opposite we should be careful of presumption we should be careful of unrighteous judgment we should be careful because presumption will make us chase the purposes that is not God's purposes am I making sense it is a very dangerous thing to have the wrong picture before you. It's a very dangerous thing. You can literally spend your life chasing after shadows, thinking you have done well. 
Remember those guys that Jesus was talking about in Matthew chapter 7. He said, they will come to you and say, God, ah, don't play with us. Didn't we cast out devils in your name? Didn't we do this? Didn't we do that? And Jesus said, I'm sorry, I don't know you. Who are you? What's your name? What's your father's name? <laughs> I don't know you. He said, depart from me. Get away from me. We don't have any sense of alignment. There is nothing of me that is in you. Am I making sense this evening? So Jesus said to them, he said, you do not know what you, unfortunately, what they thought they knew is the lie. He said, they tell, told themselves, I am rich. I am wealthy. I have need of what? Of nothing. That was the real knowledge to them. Unfortunately, it's the false knowledge. And they must have some evidences to support those knowledge. Am I making sense? Because they were not declaring by faith that I am rich, I'm wealthy, I'm a king's kid. No, no. They had some evidences around them that made them come to those conclusions. They were things they have achieved. They were things they must have attained. But unfortunately, those things were nothing before the eyes of God. And when God brought judgment, God said to them, I'm sorry, I've marked your script. Number one, you are poor, you are wretched. Do you know what wretched means? What it means to be wretched? You have, you have nothing. Internally, externally, you have, you are, you are the, you know what they call oil polloi. You are worse than the oil polloi. That's what it means to be wretched. Almost near condemned. Look at the stark difference. This guy is saying, I'm wealthy. I have need of nothing. I'm rich. God is saying, no. You are at the bottom of the bottom of the mud. And there is nothing desirable about you. God wasn't exaggerating. God was giving them the accurate measure. You are wretched. You are me. Oh my God. You are miserable. This same guy that thought they've achieved everything. High flyers, go-getters, trailblazers. When somebody tells you, I have need of nothing, I'm rich, and well, do, do, do they look miserable? They are probably role models to the society. Am I making sense? They are the ones you call for seminar to come and tell you how to do it. But God said they are miserable. He didn't stop there. He said they are poor. He said they are now he said they are blind. Of course they are blind. They must be blind. Hallelujah. And they said they what? Said they are naked. Unclothed. They are just bare, exposed. Without cover. Without covering. Without glory. May God deliver us from false coverings. May God deliver us from false coverings. May you not think you are clothed when you are actually what? Naked. That's what's happened to this church. False covering. False estimation. False evaluation. Satan came in at a certain point in their journey and gave them false balances. 
took away the scales of justice and righteousness and gave them false balances. And then they began to measure themselves, not by the measurement of God. Hallelujah. That's something we want to pray about tonight. We want God to search our hearts and take away the false balances. And do what, sir? Take away the false, take away the presumption. I love David. You know, one of the people that made me love David was my wife. She's always, you know, God's always using her to expose the heart of. David said, He said, Deliver me from presumptuous sins. He said, Let them not have dominion over my soul. Because that's the agenda of presumption. They take over your soul. They twist your sense of identity. They turn things around. Then you begin to see white as black and black as white. You will see bush like this. You will say it is road. And then you will fly headlong into it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Remember that scripture that um, Pastor told us? Is Isaiah 50? Is it 52? 58. Those guys came to God and said, God, we are fasted. You know, you know when you come to God with boldness in your works, say, we are fasted and you did not listen. They, but then God began to x-ray their heart. He said, you fast for greed. To arm twist one another. He said, is that the type of fasting I commanded you? Remember that tax collector and the Pharisee that went up to prayer? One stood up with confidence and said, Lord, I thank you. You're good to me. I thank you because you gave me your word and I've lived by it. See, I have, I pray five times daily. Ha, thank you for grace. Your anointing was working in me daily. I'm not like this nonsense, wretched unbeliever. That one too. He agreed that he's a wretched unbeliever. The Bible says he could not even lift what? He could not lift up his voice. He was honest. Say, God, have mercy on me. May we have the heart of honesty. You know, and this is the season for God to shine the light in our hearts to expose every hidden seed of what? Of dishonesty. And it was, it's, it's beautiful that God could bring correction to that church in Revelations. Because the purpose of that was for them to repent. Am I making sense? Can you give me the next verse? Verse 18. Verse 18, very important. He said, I counsel you to do what? Let's stop now. I counsel you to do what? To buy from me gold that is what? Refined in fire and that you may be what? Rich. So God has a definition of riches and wealth that is not this church definition. Am I making sense? And God spoke to them about his own riches through the spirit of counsel, but they rejected it. Did you get the point? So these people, it wasn't an issue of ignorance of the word. It was because they saw the counsel of God and saw the ways of man and felt, we prefer this one. Oh, this script, this God's one is too much. It's too, there is a better way. <laughs> there is a shortcut. Am I making sense? Oh, no, no, no. This one looks, 
Let's. So they abandoned God's counsel and began to pursue them. Say, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich and white garments that you may be clothed that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed and anoint your eyes with what? Eyesal that you may what? So that's the ministration of the spirit. God is concerned about you having the true riches. God is concerned about you being clothed with white garments. God is concerned about you having the anointing, the eye salve to anoint your eyes so that you can what? It's the, it's, these are critical spiritual issues. Amen. These are critical spiritual what? These are critical issues. God doesn't want a church to be blind. God doesn't want his church to be naked. God doesn't want his church to be miserable. Miserable, wretched, poor, blind, naked. That, that breaks the heart of God. Am I making sense? What does verse 19 says? It says, As many as I love, I do what? I rebuke and what? And chasten. Therefore, be what? So it was the love of God that brought this correction to this church. Thank God for the love of God. Thank God for the chastening of the Lord. Thank God for the rebuke of the Lord. Those things express His love. You can be asking yourself, why am I hearing this? Because God loves you. Because what? Because God loves you. That's the simple reason. Because God loves you. So as many as I love, I rebuke and just. Scripture says that if we do not receive the correction of the Lord, we are illegitimate children. There are many illegitimate churches today. There are a lot of illegitimate people. They have lost the ear to hear the correction of the Lord. Like that dog that do no, no longer hears the whistle of the, of the hunter. How many of us are understand that adage? Said the dog that wants to get lost. I hope I'm interpreting it well. The dog that is about to get lost will not hear the whistle of the hunter. Some people have lost the hearing of the spirit. They've exposed themselves to some loud sound and as it has blown off their spiritual eardrums. So they can't hear the whisper of the spirit. They can't hear the spirit of counsel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 20. Now let's look at verse 20. He said, Behold, I do what? No wonder they had false judgment. They had cast him out. They had done what? They cast him out. That's why he said, He's not talking to unbelievers. He's talking to the church. He said, Behold, I stand at the door and what? And knock. When they began to use false scales and unrighteous balances, they had lost. They had lost the judgment of God. And when they did that, they began to, they, they literally pushed God out. His agenda was no longer their priority. 
His will is no longer their concern. Am I making sense? Be careful of things that be careful of being concerned about things that are not of concern to God. If there's anything I want us to take away tonight, is to be what? Be careful so that you don't chase the things that are of no concern to God. Be careful so that you don't live your life running after things that does not matter to God. Be very careful. Ask constantly ask God for help that you are never in a place where the spirit of counsel can't reach you. Amen. And you see, the spirit of counsel can go very far. You see, all this we are reading is because the ministry of counsel is still working. Am I making sense? That's why they can see here. Even Cain that killed his brother, God still spoke to him, trying to win his heart back. It's a dangerous thing to, 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 to wander out of the reach of God's voice. Or to get to a place where God can't correct you. God can't speak to you. God can't touch your heart and, and change it and tinker with it. Hallelujah. See, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone do what? May we hear the voice of the Lord always. 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 May our ears be open to always do what? To hear. And when we hear... May we have the humility to open the door and let him come in. There are certain areas in our lives where God is knocking the door. Say, this thing yielded to me. Sur surrender this to me. This thing that you love, you shouldn't love it. Surrender it, let me take it out. There are certain areas in our lives where the counsel of God is speaking to us. Sometimes the things you are confused about, you are confused about them because your heart is so neat to that issue. You don't want to let go. How many of us understand what I'm trying to say? Sometimes you want something so badly you are not ready to hear God's voice. <laughs> you are praying, God, God speak to me. But in your heart of hearts, you know what you want. You, don't want. you want God to say what you want to hear. So you say, I'm confused. Yeah, have you met sisters that are confused over a brother before? When you drill that, there is something they want. There's an idol somewhere. They bow to it. They say, Shigidindi. <laughs> have you met brothers like that too? Oh, they, their confusion is, is sky high. But see, when you take away the idol, the confusion will dissipate. To dissipate. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. May God give us the grace to do what? To hear the voice. To hear the voice. So, this is Christ's ministry. Like we read in Ephesians 5. It is most concerned about washing us. About sanctifying us. Hallelujah. And this is how he sanctifies us. Am I making sense? This is how he does what? 
Sanctify, sanctification is more that, oh Lord, I've sinned, oh Lord, I've sinned. Oh Lord, I, I looked at the wrong thing. Oh, circumcision of the heart, receiving true counsel, allowing God to rip you of false balances. That's sanctification. That's consecration. Coming to a place where you know and you are able to separate, you know, tears from with. You are able to separate things that don't matter and pursue the things that matter. That's sanctification. Am I making sense? Where you come to a place where you say, my identity is what God says I am. I judge myself by God's standard, not by man's standard. I don't have an exaggerated opinion of myself after the standards of men. That's sanctification. It doesn't matter what men are saying to you, whether they are hailing you or dragging you. It doesn't matter. Am I making sense? You are only concerned about the approval of God. Amen. Nothing shakes you. Nothing moves you. Nothing distracts you. They said, come and do this. They will give you 100 million. You know it's not the will of God. You are not shaking. You walk away. Amen. And the day you make a deal and it's a billion, you don't feel anything extra special. Am I making sense? You are just normal. Your head is just cool. Why? Because the only thing that moves you is the voice of God. God wants his church to be what? Sanctified. To be without spot, to be without blemish. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say, God wants me sanctified. To be without spot, no blemish. Bible says that so that it can, it might present the church, you and I, to Himself. A what? A struggling church. Is that what is written there? So that I can present Himself to us as what? A glorious church. Not having spot or what or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blame. That is the ministry of Christ to you and I today. He is constantly washing us by the word. It's constantly that's why the word is such at the central point in our lives, because that is how we receive washing by the word, by the washing of water, by the word, by the word. So we must constantly expose ourselves to the world, to the true gospel. To the true gospel. To the true gospel. To cleanse us, to wash us, to purify us, to take away the false judgments, to take away, you know, the, the, to take away anything that is not according to God's will. To bring us to the place where we see ourselves the way God sees us. And make adjustments when necessary. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are we blessed tonight? Let's stand to our feet and just pray. So we're praying that Father, let me be let me let me give attention to what you give attention to. In my life, let me know the things I must give attention to, and let me give attention to it. Open my ears to listen to the spirit of counsel. That's verse they say, I counsel you. I'm speaking to you the words of wisdom. You see, I'm counseling you 
to do what? To buy gold refined in fire so that you can be rich. I pray, Father, open my ears to the ears. Open my ears to the word of counsel, to, to your counsel. Open my ears to your counsel. Scripture says in the Philippians that we might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Ask God tonight, Father, I pray that you open my ears, Lord. Whatever has blocked my ears, whatever has tampered with my hearing, whatever structure that is in my heart that rejects your wise counsel, take those things away. Take those, expose everything, hidden things of dishonesty, expose the false balances, expose the false judgment, expose the perverse side, anything that has given me wrong sight, that has given me wrong judgment, that has given me, you know, unrighteous judgment, that has given me a different identity from what you have given me. Lord, I pray tonight that you expose them. You expose them and give me the grace to make adjustment. I want to be pure, Lord. I want to be pure in heart. I want to be cleansed, purified. Hela Prasovia. I want my eyes, oh God, to be washed with eyesav, to be anointed with eyesav, so that I can see so that i can see i want to see how you see i want to see what you see in the name of jesus oh anoint my eyes lord let me not be blind let me not be blind oh god we don't want to be a blind people or we don't want to be a blind church we want to see your will we want to see your counsel we want to see what matters to you i want to pursue that we want to be a people who pursue after divine mandate we want to be a people who live after your counsel Come on, pray tonight. Oh, we pray, Father, you will open our eyes, Lord. You will open our eyes, Lord. And you will strengthen our resolve for the truth. You will strengthen our resolve to pursue righteousness. You will strengthen our resolve, oh God, that we will not abandon your way and pursue the way of unrighteousness. We will not reject your counsel to embrace the counsel of men. We will do it your own way. We will follow your own path. We will choose your way. We will choose your way. That song says, I choose the way of the Lord. The way of the Lord is the way of wisdom. We choose your way, O oh God. We choose your way, O oh God. We choose your way. I choose your way in my life that I will pattern my life according to your spirit of counsel. According 
according to your counsel according to your will according to your word in the name of Jesus I will not be blind in I will not be naked I will not be wretched I will not be miserable in the name of Jesus but I will be clothed by you I'll be clothed by you in Jesus name we pray in Jesus name we pray I want us to pray that God will give us the courage and the passion to open the door of our hearts for him Is the, what, what, what does that mean you know what, what it means is that you are allowing a new administration to come in. You see, when you see all these political people, when a new administration comes in, they will, even the best sheet that the previous administration used, they will, they will pack it and dispose it. If the, if the new governor says, this is the position I want the house to face, everything will be patterned according to the dictates. You know, in America, they take that tradition very seriously, including the paintings. If you say, I don't want Lincoln's painting in the Oval Office. I want Martin Luther King instead. That's what it means to open the door for Christ. It means a new administration comes. It means that God is going to challenge some things that are in your heart that is not according to his will. And opening the door means that you are surrendering those things to him. Am I making sense? Am I making sense? Opening the door means that this is the way I've patterned my life. And God is saying, no, this system is faulty. This is the new system I'm bringing in. And then we need the courage to say, Lord, I abandon this sinking ship so that I can come on board your own ship. So that you can instruct my life. You see, the one, no other person has a better blueprint for your life than Christ. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? No, or not nobody, even you, you have no idea. You have no, you know, if they give you a million years, you can't carve out a glorious destiny for yourself better than the one Christ has carved out for you. So it, it's a no brainer. It is wisdom to submit to Christ. Am I making sense? It is wisdom. It is wisdom to pursue what Christ calls true riches. And what he calls true covering. That's wisdom. So let's ask for wisdom tonight. That Father will pray for wisdom. That we will hear your voice. And that we will open the door for you. Oh Lord I pray that you will, you will hear your voice. And we will open the door for you. In whatever, in, in whatever area that we have shut you out. Oh we pray Father that we will open the door. And we will follow your counsel. We will follow your will. In the name of Jesus Christ.
Hela bakasom velele bitaza leke sofila presosa la balabashata o la kasofia dadaba ibreke dadabo shata leke talaba ma sofike delebo ene ne prosufrike dadaba shata come and me my heart your home come and be everything I and all I know will you search me search me through and through oh till my heart becomes one for you come and make come and make my heart your Come and be, come and be everything I ask and all I know. Search me, true and true, till my heart be still going to pray um, a little bit before we close tonight just on the back of you know um, what PD just talked about one of the reasons why you know when you wake up in the morning and your heart is not seeking God and your you go out about your day you you do the normal things that you do. You go to work. You, uh, what else do you do? You go to school or whatever it is that you go to, and you go and you, and you, your life is focused on everyday living here and making it successful. You know, you don't fall down and rot in the night. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? You know, there are unbelievers in your place of work that are your bosses. And they are even, they are even, they are not even making efforts. At least you are in church. They are not making efforts. With impunity, they are living 
the life. What is what is, what is called the life by the people of this world with impunity. And they don't fall down and rot at night. Worms does not come out of their ears. They wake up the next day. They wear clothes that is finer than you. They ride the car that is finer than yours. They come and oppress you with their position and their wealth and everything. And the next day, they don't die. It's not like a hand reaches from heaven and slaps them like he slapped Herod. You remember there was a king in, in the book of Acts. It, it to that day, he did not know that that day they would slap him and he would rot. He has been doing it just at that day they slapped him. So, but it doesn't happen. And I think that that's one of the deceptions. That's one of the things that happens where human beings the devil has designed a system of life where it looks as if there is reward for decay and there's no reward for incorruption. Do you understand what I just said? It designs visible reward. It makes sure that, it makes sure that once you are living that compromised lifestyle, it gives you immediate dopamine for it. To get you addicted to it. And then you did you know the first day that your heart, maybe you do something or your heart, you ah, you ah today, why is it today like this? I didn't see God, I didn't after a while you get used to it. You get used to it because you've seen that nothing happens, right? On the other hand, in God's kingdom, in God's system, it is actually that that weight that process of time that actually brings about the reward in God's system in God's kingdom is actually that process of time that process of waiting that changes you from the state of grass to becoming a stone in Zion Bible says all flesh is what it doesn't matter how you dress the grass. You, every day you see grasses coming on social media and on television. I say today, I met with the president of the World Bank. ITU, what UN and WHO all together. And we sat in the pinnacle of, where is that tallest building in Dubai? And they yes, and you you take photos, and the devil deceives you into thinking that you are thinking, into thinking that you are making decisions and you have power. And some people can't sleep. They say, Oh God, see my mates. They have gone far. That one is even small. You see, the things that are oppressing some people is even low, is far lower than that. It's far lower than that. Ordinary black Camry is enough to intimidate some people. Even if the person that is driving it is a woo. Ordinary black car is enough. Some people, clothes, it's okay. You are oppressed. You are already pressed down. And you are thinking, what's wrong with my life? 
I graduated the same time they graduated or they graduated after me. They have done this. They have done that. They have gotten this. They have gotten the other one. Hello, my brothers and sisters. All flesh is what? There is no flesh that is no grass. All grass cutter is grass cutter. If you like wet cloths and shoe. Have you seen some people dress for their dog? As in the clothes you have not worn, dog has worn it too. The food that you have not eaten. Uh-uh. If you see people shop for dogs, they even shop baby cats. You know those things that they used to push baby, they shop baby cats. They shop winter clothes for dogs. Please, has it turned to human being? How many feeding bottles do you want to give dog to make it a human baby? It's not possible. Be dressing for dog. It will still shit on the Yoshia. You know, there's no day that that dog will use water closet and flush. He's a dog. He's a dog. The devil has packaged dog life, decay, grass, with winter jackets and feeding bottle. And people are oppressed. Children, human beings dog is oppressing you that's the that's the analogy i can help you with this night you know when you now see those dogs because they wear winter jackets for it and i say why why is my life like this why am i not eating my vomit why am i not eating my shit i want to be a dog because the dog is wearing winter jackets But when Jesus says, come and that's, that, that's the meaning of what Pastor D was reading to us. You say you are rich, but you are wretched. You say I have arrived, but you are, no, you, have no, you are not even alive. You say you are, you are wearing clothes until you are naked. I'm standing at the door. I'm knocking. I am true riches. I am I am the real deal. Open the door. Let's arrange your life for you. So that you can live through life. Remember that prodigal son? That thought that life was in the things that he had in the father's house. Don't get it twisted. Like P.D. said, it's not about not having money. In fact, Jesus died so that through his poverty you can be made rich. And that riches, don't say it doesn't include physical. Because I've not read it that it doesn't include physical. The only thing that I've read is that a man's life does not consist in the abundance of things that he has. It's not that man should not have abundance of things. That's not what he said. He said his life should not be those things. So the prodigal son thought that life was those things. He thought that life was those things. So he said, give it to me. I want to go. The father said, okay, go. And when he went, he became a pig. I mean, was it not pig food he was eating? And the Bible says one day, he came back to himself. And he said, if I am in the father's house as a servant, it is better than pig style living. It's better than pig style. And the, in the house as a servant, is not even what God is calling us to. He's calling us to in the house as a son. But many of us are still chasing pig style living because of how you know that deception that the devil gave Eve is still alive. 
He said, look at the fruit. You will not surely die. You will be wise. You will be better than others. If you do it that way. If you go, if you go that route. So what is wrong with us is picture. Is because we, we, are, we, are, we don't have revelation of the future. The vision is dim. So you, you think that, ah, God help me to live this life. Hey, now wow. Ah. So you know, give me money, but I don't have transport for work tomorrow. So that one is not important. Now, no food to eat. Ah, oh God. Ah, I'm looking for money for this. I'm looking for money to sort that. What about my house rent? Where they say we should not seek. Where God shall help me. Oh, I'm trying to live holy. You can shall see that I'm here. No, that's not it. That's not the idea. That's not the idea. If we saw what this life really is. If we, if we truly see what God is calling us to. And I was, I was reading prayer yesterday and I was saying that when God called out Abraham, God didn't call him to that. Abraham, I'm calling you to be that great entrepreneur that would have the biggest cattle industry in the whole of the Middle East. And I'm calling you to be a gold merchant and I'm calling you is, 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 is that what they call is that how they call Abraham is that how they call Abraham why, why are we calling ourselves those things they say what's your call they say God called me to be the what, what are those things we call ourselves to be that's why you are confused that's where your confusion is from God didn't call Abraham to be you know what God called him to be? What did God call him to be? Is in your Bible. What did God call him to be? Go. Did he even mention the name of the land? No, now. Was Abraham a successful entrepreneur? Was he rich? Did he command? Abraham commanded resources. He's not small. He's not small. His household servants alone were an army. They fought wars and subdued five kings with the servants in his house. But you know, when the Bible wants to talk about Abraham, that's not the focus of the scriptures. His faith is the focus of the scriptures. You don't even remember. Do you remember? You don't remember these details now. It, does it always occur to you that Abraham in, in his own house, he didn't borrow one man, one man, go to war against five major countries and subdue it what kind of resources is in that man's house only him one one because of his brother because of his brother you go after his brother finish five cities one man he was a very rich guy very rich guy but nobody we don't remember that was Solomon eventually not richer than him? Maybe even David. There were many men that are probably okay as Max Zuckerberg not just standing with his goats today. Do we measure riches in goats today? Today now, say I have 300 goats and the riches. That is in Zamfara. <laughs> in one village even in Zamfara, that's where you are doing your riches but 3,000 years later, how many years are we? 
we know the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The Jewish people are with us today as a nation. The seed of Christ came through that nation. And generations are saved because of not one man's cattle, but one man's faith. And that's what God is calling you to. God is calling you out to go to this land of your promise. And that land is Christ. And you see, when you are going along that land, if you are supposed to have resources, it will, it will follow you in mad quantities. In a way that you will not even be aware of it. You see, the way it's doing you now, you are not ready to command resources. When you are ready to command resources, you don't even know that you are around. It doesn't occur to you. You don't look at your bank account. Have they paid? Have they not paid? How much is there now? It was 21,000 yesterday. It has become 24,000, 12,400 this morning. No. Yes. The way it's still looking at it is 419,262 cobble. Then your, your ass is removing. Your man is doing B. B. A time will come. You know that God is your source. The resources are there. He's not doing you. You know, there are some people, if they get. 200,000 today. It's, I didn't say 200 million, no. 200,000 naira right now. The imagination will not allow them to sleep. Just 200,000 now. Imagination won't let them sleep. What about the day you are going to have 200 million dollars? Some people have international pads. What happened? They promoted them at work. What they, how much they put on top of the salary? 16500 But the title alone, when they enter their office, their colleagues can feel the international part pointing. You are not ready. A time is going to come. Those things, they will be following you as servants. It's just to serve the will of God in your life. And you will see seeds of it. Right now, you don't like anything not... Maybe you are somebody that, when you come around people, you notice that, that their shoe is not good. But you really can't do anything about it. You notice that that thing is not fixed and you want to fix it. If you have 1,000, you are looking for how to share your 1,000 between yourself and that need. God sees that thing and resources are coming. Plenty of resources are coming. But God will say, just focus on this journey first because I want, you to, I want to change you so that when those resources come, they will serve my purpose. You will not use it to reward your friends and then the day pastor says something you don't like, you say, I'm not paying. I'm not. Is it because I even did that thing for the church? I'm not doing it. You don't know it's inside you, but it's inside you. It's the day you have money to show that that thing is inside you. So, God is calling us from that wretched life. That, that life that is chasing vanity. That life that has nothing. God is calling us to change our taste board. God is calling us to true life in the spirit. God is calling us to true destiny. That's what God is doing. When God is, you know, circumcised. So that the way he sees is the way we see. The way he evaluates is the way we evaluate. You know, that 
I, I think I've said it here before. There are times when I lost some opportunities in if if some people lose those kind of opportunities, they will not ah. And I had all kinds of advice. Some people say, ah, it's because some people don't want you to progress in life. Some people will say all kinds of things. But I don't I don't have time. It has gone to God be the glory. On to the next. You have an evaluation that gives you peace no matter what is going on in your life. You will see, you will interpret life and events of life from God's perspective. It's not that when you when he's walking and you are and today it looks like it's okay, you are happy. Tomorrow we are encouraging you, it's not working again. No, no, no. God is the one that will interpret life to you, and you'll be walking in victory regardless of what is happening around you, and you'll be going towards the fullness of your destiny. I want us to rise and just still pray that prayer point to you know tonight as um as we close. And that is God help me to give this vision eh, inscribe it. Let me understand it. Let me understand your will. Let me understand the destination. Let Satan not deceive me. You know, there's times when Satan can deceive you for a second, a minute, and then you come to yourself. It's not those kind of things. There are times when Satan will, you know, he will succeed in derailing a person, distracting them, giving them another path, another pursuit other than what God has planned for them. As a matter of fact, when the devil sees that you are too focused, he will try and arrange something. I want you to pray for grace tonight. I want you to pray for that God's evaluation. God's sight. God's point of view. In the name of the Lord Jesus. It's God that does that thing. No? It is God that does that thing. If you look around you, you see that many people are chasing this life. Many people are chasing the grass life. Many people are glorifying the grass life. They are fasting for grass life. They are going to church for grass life. They are living. They are doing everything to become grass. That's what you see around you. Not a lot of people are, are living from the mentality of I'm a stone in Zion. I am for building. I'm a stone in Zion. I am for incorruptibility. I'm a stone in Zion. I'm for indestructibility. I'm a stone in Zion. I'm for glory. I'm for building. I am for a habitation of the Lord. I am for a habitation of the Lord. Bible says that we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a people called out to show forth its excellence. I want us to pray tonight that you know we'll be that people, that people that are that are that are like that those stones that are in Zion, those stones of Zion that are being built out, that are being built up, that are being raised. A, a spiritual priesthood unto the Lord in the name of Jesus. He has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. I want us to pray for that enlightenment, that spiritual enlightenment that makes us have the viewpoint of the Lord. Our lives, when you evaluate your life, when you take stock, and people are saying in 2023, you didn't make any progress. You didn't make any progress in 2023. You, you are still doing the same job. You are still in the same place. The Holy Ghost can say, oh, you made a lot of progress. You changed a lot. You are on the right course. 
and this is where you need to make adjustment this is where you will go you stop the rat race you stop following men you start listening to god you start listening to the blueprint what god has planned for your life E rabota tia motatia e batona shitakabota e riba ba 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 topadi batona e sipro da 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 ba shotonsa e bra ba 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 kotona e manon shapre katosia botote ne matosha taradalalaba. In the name of Jesus, someone was discussing something with me this evening and. You know, we were saying that someone needs to take a course of action. And I said the most this is this is this is the most practical course of action for this person to take right now. And the person I was speaking with agreed with me. She said yes. I said, but you know why this person is not going to do this thing? The main problem. She mentioned something else. I said, Well, yeah, yeah. But you know the main thing. She said yes. I said, she said no. I said, What will people see? what will what people say and most of our lives we have lived in the tyranny of what will people say there are many people that have walked away from the best choice of their lives because of what will people say and sometimes what will people say is not as obvious as what will my friends say is even how will I explain this to myself that I didn't take this opportunity I didn't take this route I didn't do it this way it is also called peer pressure it's not like somebody is actually saying but you are looking around you and you are taking dressing from what all your mates are doing and so the choices of the spirit the direction the voice of God what you should be doing right now is lost on because all your mates right now in your place of work or whatever place you are everybody this is what is going on with them but you are not everybody you are not everybody everybody was in the field working Joseph was in the pit being sold as slave everybody is not in the same season everybody is not under the same instruction and you know what God is speaking to my heart this evening is that there are many people under the tyranny of what will people say sometimes it's not exactly that there are people saying something but there's a pressure around you that is not making you to even consider God's perspective at all at all there's something putting pressure on you sometimes it's not exactly someone but there's sometimes that pressure is coming from the time of life I am 36 and all wisdom and counsel is shut down because now you must prove a point that I'm not useless I'm not even talking about marriage you can be a man I don't have my own house where I'm living they are treating me somehow and now all you want to do in life is prove yourself is a trap of Satan that he has used to derail many people's destiny but this September we are receiving mercy any the, anybody that has been derailed consciously or unconsciously the mercy and the grace of God is bringing them back to original blueprint 
and courage is meeting you where you are to walk your own unique path to walk your own unique path to walk your own unique path to walk your own the same people that call joseph useless you know that we don't want anything to do with him like the day he became king they changed that their mouths they said so people are the least problem they are the least of your issues but what if you didn't face the direction that god set for your life i want you to intercede for yourself intercede for your wife intercede for your family intercede for your sister and say god by your mercy and your grace I will not miss this path that you have carved for me. This path, this call that you have called my name. This, play, this, this path you have put my feet. This greatness that is in you. Not the one that I'm desiring for myself. The one that you have called out for me in you. In your plans and purposes for me. I will not miss it. I receive mercy. I receive courage. I receive meekness. In the name of Jesus, I'm not here to prove a point. I'm here to walk with you. I'm here to prove the will of God. I'm here to do the will of God. I'm here to do the will of God. Like Jesus, he said, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish it. In the name of Jesus. And I know that as I seek your kingdom and its righteousness, I trust and my belief is that you will add all to me. Can you just pray in the Holy Ghost a little bit about this evening? Just press 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 pray in the holy ghost pray in the holy ghost pray in the holy ghost marotalia makatosha satanic pressure in the name of the lord jesus i i shake it off I shake off satanic pressure. I have no points to prove. I'm satisfied in my portion in you. It is the best. I trust you. I trust you with my today. I trust you with my tomorrow. I know that you are never late. I know that you are able to do exceedingly abundantly above. I trust that the plans you have for me, they are plans of good and not of evil. To give me a future and a hope. To bring me to an expected end. I trust in you. Ramo Shakira Posha You are my confidence Lord. You are my confidence Lord. You are my confidence Lord. When people ask me what is happening, I will say Jesus is happening. The will of God is happening. The will of God is happening. Jesus is happening. That's what is happening. I receive courage. I receive grace. I receive meekness in the name of Jesus. Marotania Shota, Egedada, Dada, 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 Dada
Matosa area kota da 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 bakota na asona na 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 makatosa ade siyamono no 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 na makatosa da bata oratania aroba ba 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 bakota na manosha take one more minute and just seal destiny in the name of Jesus I am not derailed in the name of Jesus Satan has lost over my future over my destiny Satan has lost my promise my inheritance is Christ and my eyes are fixed I will no longer concern myself with the things that are not my business my business is the land my business is this journey and while I face this land the Lord will fix in my life what is not good the Lord that looked into the life of Adam and said it is not good and fixed it the Lord will fix my life while I focus on him the Lord will fix my life while I obey him the Lord will fix this garden it will fix what is not good this is my resolve I will seek Jesus I will pursue him oh I will pursue intimacy I'll pursue the presence of God I'll pursue the glory of God I will constantly come to myself and go back to my father's house and live as his son and trust his timing and trust his seasons oh no no more life of grass no more chasing grass no more life of grass all flesh is grass all its loveliness like the flowers of the field the grass fades the flower fades i do the will of god i abide forever Zion is calling me to a higher place of praise stand upon the mountain to magnify his name. Yes. To tell all the people, Zion is calling me to a higher place of praise. It becomes. Oh. 
want to know you more and more and more and more just to know just to know you more and more more and more just to your prayer tonight? Is that your song tonight? My song. Can you turn that to a prayer from your heart? Take me away from the noise. Save me from the pressure. Let the atmosphere of heaven let it be stronger over my life. Shield me, help me. Help me long for true life in the spirit. My song every day. Father, we just pray tonight that you would, you would give us strength. We know that Satan is raging and is fighting. And we also recognize that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. 
and we thank you for helping us in this season to uncover him where he is truly hiding because he will prefer us to pursue other things as the battles of our lives and not to know not to be able to discern where he really is but we thank you for helping us in this season to unveil where the real battle is so that we can live victorious the way that you have divine, designed it. We thank you for victory that is in Christ Jesus because Christ is the pattern. He came to this world and he was tempted in every way just as we are yet without sin. He too was taken to the top of the mountains and he saw the glories of this world and he walked away from it and he chose the cup even when it was inconvenient. And Father Lord, we just thank you because you are doing the same thing with us. You are bringing us, oh God, from death to life. You are causing us to come to that same resurrection life. Paul said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection the fellowship of his suffering if by any means i might taste the resurrection that leaves me out of the body we thank you father because that's where you are taking us and we are not oblivious we are not distracted we are not distracted by what people call battles and achievements in this world we thank you because you are helping us you are helping us to ascend this mountain and as we are going higher we thank you because we are seeing better we are seeing clearer we are, we are we are changing we are becoming more glorious and the enemies of christ are subdued and judged father we give you praise and we give you glory we thank you because the same grace and, uh, and mercy that has rested with us tonight that is changing our perspective that is changing our hearts that is judging satan that same grace and mercy is with them wherever they are tonight in the name of the lord jesus we give you praise and glory father in jesus mighty name we have prayed amen praise the lord